Hi, Tay. I'm so excited for you to be on Women in the Nude. If you guys don't know Tay Lautner, then you're silly. She is an amazing person. Uh, not only is she married to one of my childhood friends, um, but in general, she's just so warm and welcoming and has so many wonderful things to say about mental health. And she is the podcast host of The Squeeze with her husband, Taylor Lautner. You might know him. <laughs> uh, Tay, I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm great. I'm excited. Good. This is so fun. Yeah. I'm so happy to have you on here. I was just on The Squeeze as well, and it was so fun, and I loved getting to chat with you guys. Um, yeah, likewise. Yeah. Well, I guess – I, one thing I really want to know is what made you want to start the squeeze? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's a long story, but I'll make it short. So mental health has always been a big part of my life, but never personally affected me. Um, I've had a lot of family members struggle with addiction. One of my good friends, he had, um, bipolar, he, uh, committed suicide. And so there was a lot of like mental health things in my life, but I never really struggled with anything until I worked as a COVID nurse. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a nurse. I worked in the hospital and our unit turned COVID uh, during the first like flu season. And that, as you can imagine, kind of put me through the ringer. Um, so after that, um, I left that with severe PTSD and anxiety and depression and when I left the hospital, uh, I was like, I want to do something. I want to give back. You know, I have this platform of social media. I want to help people because there's so many people struggling right now. So uh, I started a mental health blog called Lemons by Tay. And then that mental health blog turned into a nonprofit called the Lemons Foundation. And then one morning I woke up and I was like, babe, I think we need to do a podcast. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how the squeeze came to be. I love that. Um, and I'm so sorry in, in that way that you um... – that you had to go through those traumatic experiences to get here. But that is, you know, the beauty of, of being able to share is we can all kind of relate and create that community. I think that's really special. Um, yeah, COVID was such a – it was just so stressful in so many different ways, and it reached so far. I know my family in South Africa, they had a completely different experience to us here. Um mm. And uh, it's just refreshing to hear, you know, from you being in that that world um, and and being able to kind of make it into the other side and, and want to reach out to other people. Um, do you feel like you were equipped for that at the time? Like, was it something that was shocking or was it or did you only realize like the effects of it afterwards, if that makes sense? Yeah, um, definitely. All, all of the above. Definitely was not equipped for it. Uh, they don't teach you about how to handle global pandemics right. um, in our school. <laughs> so <laughs> that was very like unprecedented times. My So you when you start nursing, you like precept for a few months, you're with someone, they, you follow them and they kind of follow you. You make sure you're all good. And then um, I went to night shift and then started on my own. And my first time on my own, we upped our patient ratios. So instead of four patients, I had five and our charge nurse who is, you know, person who's running the unit who, especially for new grads, we go to, we're like, Hey, can you help us put this in someone or help us do this? She was in the monitor room. Um, cause I worked on a cardiac floor and all of our patients had heart monitors on cause they all needed to be monitored a little closer than other patients. 
Uh, so she was in there. So I was literally all by myself with instead of four patients, it was five going in and out of these rooms that literally were like a war zone. And because we had doubled up our rooms and they were not built to be double rooms. So our rooms were doubled. Every time you go in a room, you have to put like your gown, your mask, your other mask, your shield, double gloves. And then you come out, you take it all off and then you re-put it all on and go back into the next room. So that was just like a very big cycle of that. And we were short staffed as well because we had such an influx of patients. And so on my nights off, my uh, my manager would be texting me and be like, can you just like come in and just do vitals at like 2 a.m.? So I would because I felt bad for those nurses because I knew what it was like right. to be on the other side of it. Um, and I didn't really realize that anything was wrong with me because nurse the nurse mentality is great because nurses are like such hard workers, but I think it kind of backfires in situations like these when like you just don't ask questions. You just like go, you just do it because people's lives are on the line. So you don't like think twice about like if you have to go pee or whatever it may be, how you're mentally doing, you know, I like, we're not even thinking about peeing. So I can't even fathom thinking about my mental health in that moment. So it took probably like a couple months of that and my husband and I were in the car together and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just tired. Like I worked the past couple nights, whatever. Um, and he was like, no, but are you actually okay? And I was like, huh, that's a good question. And then the conversation just kind of ended there. Like nothing, <laughs> we didn't say anything else, but it honestly just took him like bringing that up to me to, for me to be like, okay, let's like kind of assess what's going on here because yeah. if Taylor's telling, like asking me this, like I'm definitely like, he's seeing something that there's actually like something going on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I can't even uh, imagine is, is that something that was hard on your relationship? Like, did it affect, you know, the way that you guys were normally handling things together? I mean, it definitely did. Um, Honestly, more so just the hours, I think. Yeah. Well, I think it was a, a lot of things. Um, but like me working nights, like I get home before Taylor's like, I get home at like 7, 7.30. I eat my dinner, which is breakfast. And then I crawl in the bed and Taylor's either just waking up or still sleeping. And then by the time I wake up, he's eating dinner. So my breakfast is his dinner and then I leave for work. So it's just like, it, we just didn't really see each other a lot. Um, and he was just a saint during that time. And he did not want me taking this job. I wasn't going to take it originally because I was just going to work outpatient, do surgeries and whatnot. Cause yeah. I didn't want to work at the hospital. And you know, if Taylor does something and is gone for three months, I don't want to have, like, I want to be able to go with him, you know, something that doesn't work holidays, but everything closed because there was no elective surgeries during COVID. So I was like, I'm going to apply to this one hospital. I really liked it in nursing school. And I got it. And Taylor was like, I'm going to support you, but this is not going to be fun for me. Mm -hmm. um, but he was so sweet. He'd like always have, you know, breakfast, dinner, whatever it was for me. He'd always like have a little note in my lunchbox or whatever I would bring Aww. to work. Um, so he was, it, he was really, really helped me kind of like get through those, even just the hours alone. Um, but yeah, it definitely took me, I, I definitely kind of like backed out of life, like come to find out now knowing that I've like 
still struggle with this, but my like form of coping with the trauma was to just dissociate. So I really wasn't present at all for like a good six months. Um, so I think that's why he kind of brought it up to me. So it, it didn't take much. I mean, it, it did take a toll on it, but you know, like we weren't fighting. We weren't right. It was just like a really big time for us kind of just to be apart because we never were apart. We were always together. So just kind of like figuring that out. Yeah. That's a hard thing to navigate. And then you add trauma and the pandemic to that. And it's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, having like a supportive partner is, is essential. Like I can't imagine like not having Hudson and I'm not, you know, going through, I'm not saving lives, you know, it's just work and I love it, but still it's, those hours are just, they're just insane. Um, and yeah, you add all that stress to it and it, it's hard. Um, what made you want to get into nursing school or just nursing in general? You know, that's a good question. I don't even really know exactly. Um, I actually, when I first went to college, I went to college for dance. I danced my whole life. So I went as a dance major. Uh, because I was the first person in my family to go to college. And so my parents were like, you do whatever you want to do. I don't know. Cause they didn't know what was going on. Um, so I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I know I love dance. So I'm going to go. And just like, I got into the school. I'm going to go do that. Uh, I did it for a semester and I ended up hating it. Um, because it kind of took all the joy out of dance for me because I was literally being graded on like my everything, like yeah all my dance turned into grades instead of like my outlet. Uh, I was also like dancing 40 hours a week. I only had one night free a week. It was just, it was a lot. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to go home and like figure out what I want to do because I don't like, I don't want to stay here and waste a bunch of money and have student debt while I'm away at school. So I went, I ended up going home um, and went to community college. Uh, that's by my parents and nursing kind of just like fell in my lap. I kind of just decided to do it. I'd volunteered like at, um, the hospital by us in high school, actually, ironically, like in the labor and delivery unit. And that is like my worst nightmare. I hated that rotation. I could never, never do that again. I literally told Taylor, we can't have children until I forget what a birth looks like. Uh, um, so, yep. <laughs> So that was kind of like the only introduction into nursing, but the only thing I ever liked in school was like anatomy and physiology. I was in like the AP class in high school and was like the teacher's assistant because I loved it so much. So that was literally, I never liked school until I got into nursing school and I was like, this is the most fun thing ever. So weird. But I never really like, no one in my family's a nurse. I, I, I don't really know. It just like happened. That's so cool. I, I have actually quite a few friends that are nurses and they love it. And they talk about that whole process, how school was so challenging. Cause it's, it's so, it demands all of your time, like a, a lot of things yeah. that you, you study, but it's exhausting. And then you go into the job and you have those crazy hours and, and mm-hmm. you know, where you're faced with all these real life situations and nurses do so much. I think people forget how, how involved a nurse is in your care. We always think of doctors, but really, um, nurses are keep it going. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, it's wild. And yeah, the labor and delivery unit, I, uh, obviously have had a, a, a kid and I can't imagine looking at it from the other side. I don't, I don't really want to, 
I remember Hudson was like, yeah, I never need to, I never need to do that again. I'll always be on your side, but I don't think I ever need to see that again. Um, and, yeah. yeah I, worked. I told Taylor, I was like, I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. No. I don't want to see the receiving end. The, the top end I'll see, not the receiving one. I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I don't blame him. We had friends that told him, man, it's like, you know, it's a miracle, which it is. It's a miracle. You, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. And so he like kind of peeked over it. It's like, nope, nope. Didn't need to see that. Uh, yeah. It's an amazing thing that your body does, but it's, um, it's really gross. I mean, it's mm-hmm. incredible what happens to your body. It's not necessarily something that um, you want your spouse to see either or your partner to see. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, what I will say about uh, a good friend of mine whose husband is a nurse, uh, she's in the entertainment industry. She's a makeup artist and they have four little kids uh, and, you know, their life is very, very full. And the cool thing is that she, like, they understand each other's hours so I think that's a big yeah. thing, you know, in our industry, we work such long hours. Like I got off at 5 a.m. this morning on a Saturday. We call them Fridays. And, and you know, her husband gets it because it's it's so intensive. He does that. He does those hours and those overnights. And, and it's just, a, yeah. it's intense. Um, so I'm sure that also helps with Taylor because he does, he knows what those hours are like. Um, and yeah, yeah for, sure. for you both. Yeah. When he's, when he's filming it. It's one of the biggest things in our business is like your partner not understanding what that's like. So um, yeah. I'm sure that that's, that's helpful for you guys. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's a crazy thing. But thankfully, we have people like you who are committed to helping people. Um, and, and that's the – thank God. I mean, I honestly – I couldn't imagine doing your job. I, I really, really couldn't. I, I had a, a girlfriend who was a nurse at the time. Um. And she saved somebody's life on the freeway. Uh, there was oh, a wow. horrific crash in front of her and she was able to stop in time and it involved a motorcyclist and she saved his life in the middle of the like this busy freeway. Um, and so scary. I mean, she could have died, you know, it could have been so much worse. Um, and that was on her way to work. That's how she started her day. Wow. Um, yeah, it's 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 an incredible thing. Um uh, do you are you still practicing? Do you still you still, uh, I'm not, I'm not anymore. Um, I had to leave the hospital because it was just a little too much mentally on me and I needed a little bit of time to heal. Um, I am keeping up with my license. Um, I'm still like doing all my continuing education and stuff because it's, it's part of my identity, but also like, you never know once, maybe once like I'm a mom, I want to go back and do something. There's just so many things you can do as a nurse. Like it's not just hospital. There's so many jobs so, you know, you never know. Yeah. So I'm keeping up with it just in case, but I'm not in the hospital right now. Yeah. You, you, I mean, I hope anyway, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, like you should be so proud. You did such an amazing thing, no matter if you, you know, end up doing it later or, or, or not. Um, do you have, uh, maybe like a hard time with that? Like, do you feel, are you able to feel like proud of what you've done or is it just kind of, you know? it's something that you loved and and it, it is what it is. I think, I think I'm proud of it. Um, I definitely, I don't take compliments. Well, so when people are like, thank you so much for what you did, I'm like, ah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, but no, I am, I definitely learned a lot about myself during that time. Um, and I learned how strong of a person I am during that. And just like 
now working through everything that kind of happened. But at the end of the day, I'm so thankful for it because I have gotten to do so many things from having mental health struggles to having lemons to my foundation to now the podcast. And it's just like, it's been really cool to be able to, you know, help people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually, my husband and I were just talking about how we are trying to get better at taking compliments. I get so awkward. Like it makes me sweaty and I'm like, and and anyway, and uh, he was listening to this speaker who was, was talking about it and how we're doing ourselves a disservice that it's, Mm. it's so important to, um, to be okay with somebody appreciating you and, Mm. um, and like letting that, that kind of sit as uncomfortable as it could be. It's like, you know, you're being recognized for something, let yourself be recognized for that. Give your, give yourself that moment. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not like selfish or, um, vain to accept that compliment. Uh, and, yeah. and that's, yeah, that's an interesting way of, of thinking about it. Cause it is, it's hard to do that. And maybe if you are super good at it, there's another issue, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I do. I, yeah, I get, I know that feeling I get all like, oh, okay. And, and, and move on and let's talk about something else. Or I'm self-deprecating. I think that's often the like yeah. go-to is, is like to make a light of it, to make a joke of it, which I don't think is a bad thing, but, but I think it is important to be able to recognize in yourself those good things that you're doing. Um, cause I feel like yeah. naturally we're always just hypercritical of ourselves. Um, and it's, it's a nice reminder. I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm a hypocrite because I'm still, I've, I, I definitely have not mastered it. I'm still very much like, yeah. and anyway, let's continue. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one. It, it's, it's a hard one to like kind of let that go and, and, you know, be okay with the good things that you're doing. Um, so I hope uh, I hope that you you start taking those compliments to heart and know how how great that is and all the good things that that you're doing. Um, has social media impacted you on you know on mental health? Like, is it? I know I know like using social media as a platform for the squeeze in your foundation and and that is so it's such a great asset. But has that also had like that flip side negativity, especially? being in the public eye in, in lots of ways. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of inevitable for it not to have a negative effect on you. Um, honestly, since the beginning of Taylor and I's relationship, I've just kind of like set a wall up of like, not like, not really like looking at comments or like looking into stuff. Um, just because I'm like, I just don't care. Like, I don't want to know what people are saying, like good or bad, because I think it'll like have an effect on me. Taylor always says like, I'm way better than him at it. He's the one that's like writing comments. I'm like, no, stop. And our, it's so funny because our like followers know that I'm not really good at reading comments. I've tried to get better at like interacting because that's fun. Um, but yeah, obviously the opinions are one thing, but we'll have people comment and be like, I know you're never going to see this because you don't look at your comments, but I'm like, okay, now it's getting to a point. I need to start looking at it. But I mean, of course it does. Um, I think there's always that comparison aspect of social media. Um, not even just like look wise, but like now that social media is like a job, 
you look at it as, oh, like this creator is pushing out this much content. This creator is doing this content and looks really good. Like I should be doing this. I should be doing that, that. And it's not even necessarily like a look thing, even though that's definitely something that I've struggled with before. But now it kind of turns into a bigger thing of like comparing and literally like work wise. So that's, that's definitely something that I've had to just be like, that's not, that's not fully my lane. That is their lane. I'm not going to be posting on TikTok like three times a day. I can't barely even do once a week. So I'm just going to like be okay with that and move on. But I feel like the biggest thing for me with social media is like the dissociation of it. And that's something that I struggle with. So I have to be intentional with my time because it's so easy to literally just scroll on TikTok and then you're like, oh, 40 minutes just went by. Like yeah. where'd the time go? And that's something that I will catch myself doing often that I'm like, okay, you need to stop. You're wasting time. You are dissociating and that's not healthy for you. Um, so that's probably like the biggest thing that I kind of struggle with with social media is just like the getting locked into it because they know how to hook you in there. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Comments are, comments are a hard thing for me as well. Um, I used to really pay attention to them and I, I did. I went through a phase where I just like didn't look at anything. And then it's like that well, no, you should because, you know, uh, your engagement. And I think that's the other problem with like where at least me personally, where I'm at, looking at it from a business perspective, I think you also get into like a rut of like almost dehumanizing. And now I look mm -hmm. at it like, a oh, no, I get to connect with these people and and I have to do my best to overlook the bad things. But it's so special to connect with the people that are really trying to engage with you. I think what's been nice about yeah. like the women in the nude um, Instagram channel is that, or, uh, Instagram handle, uh, is that I can like actually connect with people specifically on mental health or like, you know, whatever we're focusing on. And for the most part, it's super positive. It's building this community versus my personal one, which is just like a load of, you know, everyone with every opinion blurting out no matter what they feel. It's like, it's a totally different experience. It's a totally different vibe. Um, yeah. and and that that's hard. It's like picking picking you apart no matter what you post. And I know we all experience that in one way or another. But social yeah. media is, yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, I have so much respect for those influencers that have it as their job. Like you say, that are posting three TikToks, that are, you know, actively doing something every single day. It's exhausting. And yeah. and I it's like trying to keep up with it is kind of impossible for me. Um, the TikTok thing when you said that that made me laugh because I I'm also not really a TikTok person. I, I have so many friends that love it and uh, are just either on it posting or are just yeah you, you know looking at it all the time. And I always get sent stuff from them, and it, it takes me like a week to look at all of them. I, I, yeah. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, no, am I just getting old? Am I just not keeping up with it? I feel like I uh, I need to be to be better with that. Um, but like juggling the business side of social media and and the, the, the human side of it, both positive and negative, is something that you're kind of like forced into. I have friends that have totally taken social media off of their phones completely mm -hmm. and – I'm proud of them for that. I know I can't for so many reasons, but um, yeah. I also I also get so much information from Instagram, uh, you know, or you know, whatever whatever social media platform you like. Like I I I see so so many things that I I wouldn't if I didn't, and and you know, 
cross-referencing, investigating into things and the things that you care about that you should and the things that you shouldn't. I, it's it's such a melting pot of negative and positive energy um, that, like you were saying, you know, like just self-regulating yourself is just so difficult um, and putting on like your business cap and then your like personal kind of decompressing cap and like, you know, right before you go to bed, you're just like scrolling through Instagram or, or TikTok or whatever it is. And it has become such a big part of our lives. Um, and here we are with the podcast, which is connected to all yeah. of it. And you just kind of hope that you put some positive vibes out there and that, you know, that people get something out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Um, is there like a, a time where with like the squeeze or your foundation that you were kind of like got the confirmation that that people were responding and that, that you're helping people, you're creating that community? Was there like a moment or, or someone like said, said something to you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like, I think maybe the first like blog post I put out on Lemons by Tay, after that, I actually had a lot of people message me and were just like, hey, like a lot of nurses in the beginning because it was I was talking a lot about nursing in the beginning because I was just sharing my story. Um, and so many nurses and people that weren't nurses were just like, oh my gosh, like I'm feeling like the same thing. Like I felt so alone. Like I feel heard. Um, and that's kind of just continued on through this when people all get messages and people will be, will like tell me their life story and just how much like the squeezes help them. And whatever way it is. Um, and I try to like screenshot them. I don't really read like my message requests, but I glance at them every so often. And I try to screenshot those to just like remind myself on days when I'm like, I'm tired. I don't really feel like doing this. Um, obviously like it's important for me to take rest time, but the amount of people that are just like influenced by it, I'm, I just feel so honored that I get to be a part of people's like healing journey and, you know, just starting the conversation of mental health, because I feel like since COVID, it has been a large conversation because so many of us struggle with it now, but there's a, like, there needs to just be the next step conversation of like, how, like what to do, you know, like, it's not just woo mental health. It's like, okay, but what next? Like, that, let's talk yeah. about that part. Um, so that's something that I'm really passionate about that I've really seen the community just respond to. So I, I just feel so lucky that I get to do this. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and I, I totally relate to that. I totally feel the same way. It's it's wild to be able to hear um, other people's stories and, and just that worldwide feeling of um, of connecting with, with people that are not just in the U.S. That, that you're, you know, it's like a worldwide community is such a – every now and then still a crazy concept to me um, that, that we can do that and that we have the opportunity yeah. to do that. Um, did you ever have like a, and this is a hypocritical question as well, because I, I don't have like the perfect answer for myself, but did you have a moment of, of like, uh, wow, I'm, I love who I am. I'm, I'm like a, I'm a badass. Like, you know, that, that like realization that you're, you're a cool person, if you will. I think, I think maybe with the podcast with the podcast just like launching it and getting it ready um maybe i th i think that or just like this little brand that i've kind of built of lemons like i'm not a business person i don't i don't know anything about business like nothing um and it's been really cool to like 
learn everything and just like figure it out. Um, I think, I think a really cool moment, um, was Taylor and I recently did press in New York. Um, and we did a bunch of talk shows and, um, we did today show and we did a couple other things. And that was like my first time ever on TV, <laughs> which is funny because that's literally like normal for Taylor to do all these things. And, um, I think it was like the day before we were leaving. I was like, I've never done this before. Like I, it didn't hit me until we were about to leave. I was like, I've never done this before. And Taylor was like, Oh yeah, you haven't. And I think that kind of moment was pretty cool that this is, you know, this podcast is something that I've been able to build with my husband and we've just been able to like help people. So I think maybe that was, that was kind of cool. Just like getting to be on like live TV. Like I, that's not what I do. So that was, that was a fun moment. Absolutely. I think that's a great moment. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Being on TV is, is a weird thing actually. Like filming is different. You know, you're in such this like little bubble and you're creating this thing with so many different people and it takes a village and then press is a totally different animal, especially live yeah. press. Um, it It's weird to relax in those situations. I've gotten like yeah. much better at it, especially just then seeing the same people over and over. You go to the same press outlets yeah. and yeah, you get to know people and that sort of thing. But like Good Morning America is definitely one of them where it's it's so organized, but they just, yeah, yeah. they like shove you out there and you're like, well, okay, well now we're live and there's a whole bunch of people outside and we're just, you know, we're going to yeah. do the best we can. And, you know, yeah. me, like I said on your podcast, I'm like, don't swear, don't swear on live TV. <laughs> you, get, you got these like weird uh, pressure things. It's like a pressure cooker and it's a, yeah, it's a, but it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And yeah, the first time, like I, I'm trying to think the first time that I was, I was able to like really process that. Cause I, I had done stuff when I was little, like, I think it was like KTLA I did when I was five or five or six on my mm -hmm. first TV show. And I didn't know what was going on. There was like a pet snake that came out and whatever they were talking about at the time. And, and that was fun. Oh, I did. Yeah. I wasn't like actually aware of what it, what it was and like the, the fact that yeah. people were seeing it live. Um, but I think when I started promoting PLL, that was the biggest time that I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is, this is what a press tour is. And, and this is what's expected of you. And I spent yeah. a whole day going, you know, or a couple days driving to and from all these places in New York. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, weird vibe. Um, but it, it can be fun if you take advantage of it in the right way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I enjoyed all of it. I was like, maybe in another life, I'm going to be a TV host because yeah. I'm, I'm so comfortable in front of a camera. It like, is kind of scary. Taylor's like, I was so relaxed every time. And even, I mean, Taylor still gets nervous because he doesn't like live stuff. And he's like nervous. And I'm just like, do 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 like, okay, let's go. And he's like, what, who are you? Like, you don't do this. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, we're just going out there. We're just talking. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a skill and you definitely have it. I mean, just being able to interview people on podcasts, like it, it it's a, uh, it's a great skill and it's, it's awesome that you can just be relaxed in those situations. Uh, I think that's, I, I don't, you know, I can't speak for Taylor, but I think that is one of those things where you're like, you're used to doing certain things a certain way and you're used to being like your own person in a certain way. And then, you know, it's kind of this, like people can perceive you in any way, shape or form. You don't, you know, you, you hope you like come across in some way, but that that's not always the case. And I think also I'm just yeah. always so paranoid about clickbait and like turning my words into something that it, they're not, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, 
but that's great. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm so relaxed. No one wants, no one's got going to get clickbait with my words. So I, I don't have to worry that. about it. I think what, it, you know what, maybe it is too, like the content of what you're speaking about, you're passionate about it and you know it so well. And, you know, um, and that's, yeah. it's, it's a wonderful thing. Is it, and I'm sure you get this question a lot, so I'm sorry if it's redundant, but how is it um, being, you know, married to somebody that's so, um, you know, in the public eye that's, that's like people are crazy about, like, was that a, a weird transition? Did COVID almost help maybe? Because everyone was just kind of like in a funky position. Um, did you get eased into it? You know, all, all of those things. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I definitely feel like if a normal person were to date any famous person, Taylor would be like at the top of the list because he is just so down to earth and is so like, I, I couldn't date someone that is like what people think is like a famous person or whatever. Like yeah. he is just so laid back and is so normal for lack of a better word. Um, he's so approachable. He's, he's just Taylor. He's just, he's, I call him my golden retriever because he's just the sweetest thing. Um, it's just that. very applicable. He's my golden retriever. So I think like meeting him, I was like, it was very easy at first because it was, you don't feel like you're with a celebrity when, you know, you're with him. He's just so normal. Um, he doesn't like have a posse and I don't know, do weird things. He's just normal. Uh, I don't even know if celebrities do. That's what I think normal people think about people, but yeah, they have, I don't, I don't um, personally, but yes. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. His house, there's no one around. Um, but definitely an adjustment. And I mean, still, I think it still is. I don't think it's ever like not going to be an adjustment. Uh, but the first couple of years were like, Oh, like we can't do this. Or like, Like the first time we, I went to visit him in London when he was filming, um, like right after we started dating and we like couldn't hold hands in public. Uh, and I was like, this is interesting, but I respect it. It's fine. Uh, and definitely like we waited, we probably waited like 10 months to like officially like announce it on social media. Um, so I think I had time to like ease into it because we would like go out and like sometimes there would be paparazzi and we like get in the car and he would like put the sun the sunshade down mm-hmm. and like do all these things and I'm like I don't know what's happening and he like explains it all to me after, but we also realized because we've kind of been like talking about this recently that Taylor doesn't prep me at all for anything like even the even like the talk shows there was no prep for it like even like anything you can think of he kind of just like has let it happen I think because he doesn't. I don't know. He just doesn't put that much like attention to it. So he just has never really like instructed me anything. Like the first time there's paparazzi or I don't know, like the today show going out to events or whatever it may be. He's never really like been like, okay, so this is going to happen. We're going to do this. This is going to be this. And then this is going to happen. It just, he just lets it happen, which I kind of think is cool because I've just kind of, gotten to like live things and maybe if he were to like explain things to me I would maybe like get a little nervous or something yeah uh or like in my head about something uh but it's it's definitely an adjustment I definitely like look at life differently now or like when 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 I'm with him and when I'm not with him like just because I'm so protective of him so whenever we go out anywhere I'm literally like on a radar 
like right. looking at everyone. Like I know, I know everyone in the restaurant. I know exactly where they're looking, what they're wearing. When we're going through airports. Like I'm just always on guard. Um, so that's been, I mean, I wouldn't trade it because I love him and you know, we get to do all these fun things and I love being able to protect him from people. <laughs> Crazy uh, women. <laughs> uh, I mean, who's surprised? They're like, all they're all over ages and everything, as you know, but, um, but yeah, it's still, it's still something that we're navigating and learning. And I think probably still will be, especially because he, he's even experiencing things for the first time with like social media, because that wasn't really around when Twilight and everything Thank was goodness. going on. Yeah. So yeah, definitely still things to navigate, but overall it's been great because he's just, he's just Taylor. He's just so normal and is so special. So it, it hasn't been too crazy. And if it ever gets confusing or something, he's really good at like explaining it. If I have questions of how things work or why things are a certain way. Yeah. And uh, just a second, the fact that he has always been that way. It's true. He's, he's, yeah, he's still the same, which is awesome. Yeah. It's awesome to see. <laughs> um, same silly Taylor is like the same silly adult Taylor, um, which yeah. is really great. And it, and it's hard to keep. Um, I, I love that you guys can still, you know, have that normalcy almost, you know, and I think that is a testament to the way that you guys decide to live your lives. Because it could easily be the opposite way. You could easily, you know, pretend that you're, you know, not pretend because that's that's not that's not true either. But create a lifestyle that that kind of fits that celebrity ideal that people, you know, think. I feel like it's a choice. Yeah. I feel like it's a very conscious choice. You can put yourself out there. You can be less private. You can you you can do things to create that atmosphere, or you can go home and and watch your TV shows and have that like life yeah. together and see your friends and not, you know, make it such a big deal, if you will. Um, yeah. The holding hands thing or just the, the being in public thing, was that to protect you? I think it was both, um, which I completely understood. I think before like going public on social media, to, I kind of need to be vetted out first to make sure that, you know, <laughs> Taylor saw, which I totally get and absolutely agree with. Um, like he wanted to make sure that this was going to be like an actual thing. And I mean, me too, obviously different for different reasons, but, um, yeah, that was just, you know, to make sure that, you know, he saw something that he could see going all the way to marriage with. Um, and I still respect him for it. And a lot of people ask like, was that hard? Like, did you feel like he was trying to hide you? Um, and I think that, well, not, I think, I know the answer is no, because he, um, has always done such a good job at like telling me how much he loves me and how important I am to him and, you know, all the things. And even like when we go out, um, or when we were, and we weren't like Instagram official yet. He would always introduce me to everyone and always made me part of conversations and he just really included me in everything that he did. So that definitely, you know, helped. And I, I loved him. So I was like, if you need some time to figure this out, like I totally respect that for you. So yeah, yeah definitely, definitely like wasn't something that I ever planned on. Um, dealing with ever, but yeah, here we are. Yeah. It's a really unique position to, to be in. It's not, you know, it's, it's not something that is common really. And I feel like there's, 
there's this perception of, you know, when somebody comes or starts dating a, a celebrity and if, if they're not um, in the public eye, it's, it's a huge part of judgment trying to figure you out because they, people don't know much about you. So it's like looking into everything and that's super intense. And I don't think a lot of people think about what that flip side is like, like, you know, you coming into that, like someone starting a relationship with somebody that's in the public eye. And there's so much that comes with that, that, you know, is, is difficult. It's like difficult, almost, almost more difficult than somebody on the other side. Um, And I do agree, like not, like not vetting per se, but like, I, I feel like that makes complete sense to me that, that you you know, yeah. wait and figure it out before, before it becoming yeah. a crazy thing. And I think too, like in the public eye with kids, you know, that's a huge issue with a lot of celebrities too, is how do they protect their kids? How do they navigate that, um, yeah. that part of their life? How private do you want it? There's, there's so many different ways of going about it. Um, I know a celebrity who had a really difficult time keeping their kids out of the public eye. And, yeah. uh, there was this one instance where it happened by accident and, and, um, their, their nanny was with the kids instead. And they they were both doing press and, uh, the paparazzi figured out that it was their kids and they were in, I think it was Tokyo. They were mobbed and chased down the street and it was terrifying. Um, and I, and just, you know, it's just to get a picture. It's just to get a glimpse of their kid. And it's just, Terror, like it gives me chills. Like I can't even imagine that happening with Hendrix. And it's, it's such a like debate of whether, like it's a it's a personal decision how much you want to you know, make public, how much you want to keep private. And um, you know, I obviously hope that my career progresses. <laughs> I, you know, it's like that that side effect of like, you know, the the more people are aware of your work, the more people are aware of what you're doing on a day to day basis, and. Um, I know my husband and I have kind of like made the decision of, of trying to find that like middle balance where it's like, here's, you know, pictures of him. He's obviously a huge part of our lives this is what we're doing, but we're controlling it. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. And, uh, and I think that's like the biggest thing is like that glimpse, you know, okay, here, yeah. here he is. And yeah. and now like, can you please respect our privacy? it's a very, it's a challenging thing. It's a hard thing to navigate. And it, there's so many variables. It depends on what you're in. It depends on, you know, how, how famous you are. It depends on so many different things, but, um, it is a weird thing to navigate. Um, but I feel like you're doing it very well. Uh, oh, thank you. and I think it's, it's wonderful how open you are about it too, you know, cause I think that's, that's also a thing. Like if, if you were so hush hush about your relationship, people end up making things up. They fill that space yeah. with bullshit, essentially. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, as far as I can tell, the, my, my small perception of the two of you um, is wonderful. And and I think you guys are handling it great. And it's it's so sweet and you respect each other. And it's, it's very obvious just the way that you guys communicate mm-hmm. how much love is there. Um, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's really nice that's and sweet, sweet to see. Um, how was your wedding? it was so great yeah oh my gosh it was literally like the most perfect thing ever I was just waiting for something to happen and nothing happened and I was like what awesome it it was a dream it I'm still like 
amazed that our wedding looked like that. It was just wild. I remember when my dad and I started walking down the aisle, I knew exactly what everything was going to look like. Like we planned out everything. I was very involved and we're walking down and I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And while we're like standing on the little like podium, I don't know, little stage riser thing, Taylor and our pastor, like I, I'm literally just like looking around because we got married in the in a vineyard. And we had this pretty like per, I don't know, pergola thing put up with this pretty curtain. And we're literally in the middle of the vines. The sky is like this blue and pink and orange. It was it was just wild. And I'm standing up there with all these beautiful flowers and Taylor just staring at me. It's golden hour. I'm like, what is going on right now? Like, this is the most insane moment I've like ever experienced. Like it was just so beautiful. I kept like looking around I was like, okay, Taylor, you need to focus, like focus on what's going on. But I was like trying to take everything in because it was just so beautiful that I could not believe that that was my wedding. So it was it was it was so great we had a small wedding and um it was, i mean we had like 90 people so smaller than most um but it was at a winery that we love in a place that we love um and get to go back and visit which is something that we really wanted because we're those people that are like really emotionally attached to things um and our wedding venue we wanted to be able to like go back to um especially taylor he was like I want to like be able to go back here like one day and not just have it be a venue that I'm never going to see again. Um, and it's a winery that we love. So we go there all the time and get to see it. Uh, nice. But yeah, it was, it was just a magical, magical weekend. Love that. And the photos were stunning. I love weddings and I, I feel the same way about our wedding. Like I was shocked at how seamless everything went and we spent a long time planning it and I have all those, the same emotions that you have. I love attending weddings. I have a hard time being in them. I love my friends, but being a bridesmaid is a totally different experience. Um, yeah. I won't name names. Uh, but <laughs> I, I love attending weddings and like, I don't know, it's just so special and sweet and such a, yeah. like a, you know, short moment in someone's life, but it just means so much. Um, we had about- I feel like I look at wedding different, like weddings different now, like going to weddings after like being in one, I'm like- I think I appreciate it more because yeah. I'm like how much freaking work goes into it. Uh, we were just at one and it was like this small, like little backyard thing. And it was like the sweetest thing. And I was just like, I like felt more emotional about it too. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. remember? I felt old. I was like, remember when we did this? I'm like, that was six months ago, Taylor, calm down. <laughs> it's true though. But they're just so sweet. Yeah. It's such, you know, it's that like, outward complete vulnerable display of your love and commitment it's a beautiful thing um and yeah like i don't i don't love rom-coms but i am obsessed with other people's love i think it's so sweet yeah. and special i love seeing it um mm. yeah weddings weddings are really great so i kind of ask this question a lot it's a weird transition, so I kind of apologize. Um, but one thing I always ask women on my podcast is, and it doesn't have to be sexual, it's what makes you feel sexy? Ooh. No pressure. Just like me on your podcast, I was like, oh, it's a good question, but I <laughs> my mind blanks. Um honestly, I think like feeling accomplished 
like whether that be that I just like cleaned my entire house or I just like reorganized the bathroom or I just filmed a killer episode. Like I feel like after like accomplishing thing, I'm a big tasks person. So like I love a checklist. So I think like completing a checklist, I'm like, oh yeah, I feel good about myself right now. So that'd probably be it. That's probably the yeah. nerdiest answer you've yeah. ever gotten, no. but that's my answer. <laughs> I get, I get versions of that and, it, and that's what I love about it. Like it's, it's, um, that feeling of, you know, being sexy, I feel like it's obviously connected to, to, to sex or, or like, you know, something sexual a lot, but it, I, I feel like as a woman, I, I, it's like, yeah, the accomplishment or like, you know, um, <laughs> taking my vitamins and, and doing all my wellness and self-care. And it's like, yeah, I feel good yeah. today. Uh, you know, feeling good about what I'm wearing or, you know, like what, whatever that might be, that feeling of accomplishment. Um, I'm totally with you on that one. That's why I love to ask that question because it's just so everyone has like a, a very different answer and perception of what that means. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that answer. What makes you feel proud to be a woman? Oh. And I'm sorry oh, if you good. can hear my kid in the background. Like, oh my gosh, he's I he's am, going crazy out I, there. Oh. Um. Maybe just like everything that women have like been doing lately I feel like in the past I had like this moment this morning where I was like putting on this is very random but also very highly famous people but I was like putting on my like road uh lip treatment and I just ordered a Haley smoothie from Erwan and I'm wearing like my skims bra and I was like these are all like women run businesses that like these are women that are just freaking crushing it and I feel like there's so many friends that I've made, whether it's creators or like product-based companies, um, or even just, you know, nurses that I know that are just like absolutely killing it in whatever workforce they're in. So I think maybe that I literally had that moment this morning and I was like, I'm literally like wearing a bunch of like females things yeah. right now that are just like absolutely crushing their companies and doing such cool things. Uh, so I think that I feel like females are like really stepping into their, like, not that they haven't before, but I feel like there's a lot more women like stepping into business and whether it be, you know, social media or whatever it is. So I think, I think that, yeah, I love that. And I completely agree. Um, it is really cool to, to see that and women in business, that's like such a big part of women in the nude as well is because it's, it's such an empowering thing. And I, like you say, I do see a lot of that, like, you know, products and whatever. And I can't talk about it yet, but a girlfriend of my uh, of mine and um, my husband and her husband are creating this company, and it's really cool. She's so involved in it, and she's such a badass. And she, you know, we couldn't do it without her. And and we looked at each other the other day, and we're like, oh my god, yeah, this is a woman owned company. We we did this, and and it, it's like such an accomplishment. Um, and there's mm. so much work that goes into it, but that is also something that yeah, proud to be a woman. Um, just just based on I feel like the initiative that we we have, whether it comes to like uh, ourselves, you know if, if if you want a family, if, if you want to be in business and the amount of work that takes um, 
and you know, there's so many issues that are still surrounding women, but I feel like, I, I just feel like this time, I don't know if it's just because of social media and we have access to so many different things that we see all the work that's gone into it and, and the path that we're on and how capable we are and that just basically just taking, not taking no for an answer um, and being able to get there is, is such a cool thing. You know, you with your platform and whatever outlet other women have, I feel like it's really important to find that no matter how big or small, you know, like as a woman finding something that empowers you is so, so important and not being defined by those normal things um, that, you know, have always kind of just been placed on females as like a job or a requirement of something that you need to do to complete your, you know, it's like checking that off as a woman. Um, Yeah. I was speaking to a friend about that recently and how the, like the way that she grew up, she had like two options. It was, you know, get married and have babies or, you know, get into a, a, a job that was like respectable for a woman and then get married and have babies. And it, it's just such a, it's such an interesting thing. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that by any means. I mean, I, from very little knew I wanted to, you know, get married and have a baby like, or have kids. Like that was something that I personally always wanted and that never changed. Um, but I think just giving like women the platform or, or like the new generation of, of girls, giving them the, um, the idea that they can really be anything that they want to be, not just like this small little yeah. pool of things that are, are like expected or accessible for them. It's like, no, seriously, what do you want to do? Um, yeah. And I love exploring that and, and seeing just, you know, what that means to people, what, what, ideas and and things that they want, you know, that they want to accomplish that maybe, maybe even just 10 years ago wouldn't have been accepted. Yeah. Yeah. It's for sure. Yeah. I feel like we're at a very cool spot of like, even like jobs have just like totally changed, especially like because of the pandemic, like everyone's like majority of people are home now still. And there's just, I feel like there's a whole world of jobs that have just opened up and you can kind of just like not do whatever, but there's so many opportunities to, you know, be picky about what you want to do. You don't have to go into work that nine to five. You can do like creative development for a social media, for their social media and like do cool things with companies. And I, yeah, there's, there's so many cool things happening. Yeah. I feel that way in general too, just about the, you know, Gen Z and millennials, like our generation and younger. It's like, I think we've taken a lot of those um, expectations off of each other. It's like, yeah, you can, you yeah. can, you can figure it out. You can create jobs. You can create spaces for yourself. You don't have yeah. to conform like to that nine to five or, or even just like the college route. You know, there's so many things that you yeah. can do that, you know, fulfill that creative outlet or, or that entrepreneurial outlet or, you know, yeah. I feel like we just look at things differently. We're look we're looking at things through a lens of what is missing and how can we fix yeah. it. Yeah. Um and That's I love true. that about us. Yeah. <laughs> I love that oh, for uh. us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a cool time. It's a, and I, I always wanna because I'm I naturally fall into like a pessimistic outlet or uh, outlook and I and I like need to remind myself there's so many positive things going on. My husband's really good at that. He's, he's mm-hmm. always like excited about what's coming next and, 
and whether that's like technology or or business or or, or whatever it is, he's much better at that. Thank goodness I have him because otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be uh, I'd just kind of be, you know, I don't know, sad about it all or, or looking at the things that, um, yeah. that don't matter. You know, looking at the positive things are so important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on on the podcast. Um, I just really enjoyed talking with you. I really enjoyed talking with you on the squeeze too and um, catching up with Taylor. But this is this is so fun. Sorry, Taylor, no boys allowed, but I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, you're just so great to talk to and, and, um, so refreshing. So I really appreciate it. I know our listeners are just gonna, gonna love this and just, you know, getting to know you more is just really cool. That's so sweet. Well, likewise, thank you for having me and I'd love, absolutely love what you're doing. And I think it's so cool that you're giving a cool little space for a moment to, talk and empower each other. I think that's really awesome and always needed. Thanks. I'm going to try and take that compliment to heart. <laughs> yes. Take it. Take it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I will be linking all of your amazing things that you're doing from your foundation to the squeeze, um, to your social mm-hmm. platforms. And I, I want all of our listeners to go and find more about you and support everything that you're doing. Cause it really is, it's really wonderful. And I think everyone should join your community. So more Tay everywhere would be nice. Thank you. I'll take that compliment. Good. (laughs) And that's a wrap on another empowering episode of Women in the Nude. The conversation doesn't stop here. Stay connected with us by following us on Instagram, Women in the Nude Podcast, for behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, thought-provoking quotes, and updates on upcoming episodes. Subscribe to us on YouTube for full-length video podcasts, Sasha Peterson, as well as visiting our website, Women in the New Podcast, for more resources and past episodes. Thank you for joining us on this naked journey to wellness and self-love. Remember, vulnerability is strength, and by sharing our stories, we empower each other. Special thanks to my amazing producer, Hudson Schaefer, aka my hot husband, for making this podcast possible. <laughs>